Hi, and welcome to the Cabinet Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag, and with me today, our very own Kevin O'Neill, brand new fire inspector to CAFMA. Yes. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So you have a pretty interesting background. I mean, we're really excited when we got to sit down and, and interview you um, because you bring a lot to the table, not just on the fire prevention side, but just overall. So tell everyone <laughs> a little bit more about your background. Where do you come from? Uh, I come from an uh, area around Portland, Oregon. So I never lived in Portland. I grew up in the Columbia River Gorge, just okay. east of there. Uh, I went to school in Eugene at the University of Oregon, and I um, got hired with Portland Fire in 2006. Okay. So started working for Portland Fire as a firefighter then. I spent 12 years working on the east side of Portland, uh, Station 25. How was that? It was good. A lot of experiences. Mm -hmm. It's um, a kind of a residential area. There's okay. a little bit light industrial, but mostly what we dealt with was residential structures. Uh, in 2016, promoted to lieutenant, which is okay. uh, comparable to captain here. Okay. With one step below captain, um, but it's the company officer level. Did that for about four years and then went into training was okay. a training lieutenant. So me and two other uh, lieutenants managed Portland Fire's uh, kind of company level training program. Okay. So it consisted of incumbent member training, you know, ongoing training, par maintaining perishable skills, mm -hmm. also recruit evaluation okay. and, and the such. Um, uh, went out to training because I was ready for a break, you know, okay. three little boys. I was coaching two soccer teams and oh, wow. was constantly, you know, flipping schedules and right. taking time off and, you know, went to the 40 hour, uh, work week and it just worked awesome for the family. And so, right. So when I say you bring a lot to the table, uh, not just on the prevention side, but from your experience as a firefighter, mm -hmm. from your experience in training, because one of the things that we want to see, and we can talk about it more a little later, um, is more interaction between fire prevention division. And I know Daryl, new fire marshal. Um, I know Carrie, who we're going to have on here. She doesn't know that yet. <laughs> um, but those are that interaction is something that you all have talked about. And so from your experience as a firefighter, Daryl's experience as a firefighter, Carrie's you know what our crews need to see mm -hmm. and some of the new buildings. So I'm really excited about that interaction. Totally. And so I went from the line in Portland mm -hmm. over to prevention division. So I was still a, I was still a, a, a firefighter. I was still work callbacks on the engine right okay. in the seat. And so when I got into prevention, it was really from a, a, a company officer's perspective. And I, okay. I, I think I bring that through to here. When I go in and do an inspection, I look at it from, you know, what are the hazardous situations and that are going to cause right. uh, an event? And then what are our crews going to, going to find when they show up on yeah. that event, right? How are they going to access the structure? How are they going to evacuate? What are they going to, you know, what kind of occupancy is it? And what's their, you know, rescue mode, right. you know, based on that occupancy. And so, I was just talking to Daryl about this morning in Portland. My office was actually a fire station. Okay. I was in charge of station 21's FMA for inspections. And so I, we interacted super closely mm -hmm. and Daryl's all for that here. And we're, we're looking at dividing up the, the, um, the, into districts. Okay. And so I would be more like kind of assigned to, you know, 
Chino Valley, kind of the Prescott area okay. or something like that. And then so I can really get in and get involved with the stations. That that would be fantastic because, you know, there's some other things that you all are talking about, ways to engage the crews mm-hmm. and ways for you all to do things that are new and different for us. Um, I think one of the things that that our new prevention staff brings that we didn't necessarily have before is experience and exposure with larger structures. So now uh, Tempe Fire Chief Glass laughs at, at me when I say we're getting a new high rise. It's six stories. And, and she says, isn't that cute? You mm. get a little step building. Mm. Um, but the fact of the matter is you all have more experience and exposure to some of those larger structures than what we're used to here. Um, and so that's fantastic. Not only can you look at it from the fire prevention, the building standpoint, but as you said, looking at it from a, a fire standpoint in mm-hmm. the field, you know, if we're responding there for any type of emergency, you can take your experience from Portland on the engine, apply it to here, apply the fire prevention side and really bring the crews in and, and know what you need to show them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and two, even like the bigger industrial buildings, mm-hmm. I was out at print pack the other day and oh, yeah. came across some, some areas that are just super hazardous, you know, and they're not really very well identified. And so right. I, worked with the supervisor there to kind of get some photos of the mm-hmm. area. And I'm going to, um, bring that over to training to kind of try and try and disseminate that right. out into the crews, at least so then they have an idea of what they're walking into. Right. Well, in superior industries, we had a call out there yesterday mm-hmm. and, uh, Lane, the person who runs superior industries here, they're looking at a pretty major expansion of that facility. And so a lot of folks don't realize in the community, at least when you're looking at a home Depot or a print pack or those types of things, you're looking at what we refer to as a low rise, high rise. Mm, Sure. Because the area that it covers. Yeah. So those are things that we have to look at as well. Uh, We have Legato going in. This will be the first true parking structure that we have multi-story in well in CAFMA's jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the first one I've dealt with, but the first one this agency has dealt with. So those are all things that are new and different, new and different approaches to, hey, you know, a lot of people look at a car a parking structure and think, hey, if there's a car fire in here, all that smoke's just going to blow out the other side and it doesn't. Mm-mm. Not no. at all. No, no. Very unique challenges in that. Right. right? And something that, you know, we're going to have to grow with as an organization and and <clears throat> learn the tactics and strategies for that. Right. Yeah. Well, and they're adding the uh, electric vehicle charging stations in that yeah. parking garage. Uh, and quite honestly, if an electric vehicle goes up in there, well, there's not a whole lot we're going to be able to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to burn more than just that one vehicle, mm-hmm. like multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, I Personally, I don't like seeing those charging stations near anything uh, else that's flammable. Certainly. And it's, it's, it's a new technology that's coming up really mm-hmm. quick. And, uh, the fire services has a history of kind of playing catch up. Yeah. Right. And I think we're on the edge of that, but I think there's a lot of new and exciting products out there mm-hmm. for it. You know, technology is going to catch up with it eventually including the firefighting technology. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but there's been lots of good training with that. We just had that synopsis a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that we watched. And down in Phoenix, they're having a, um, I don't remember what it was called, but a, a training regarding okay. lithium battery mm-hmm. safety and 
Technical. Well, our safety stand down this year is lithium ion battery. Okay. Safety, uh, fire approach, things like that. Even APS after the incident down in Surprise, Peoria area, uh, they've come up with these individual boxes that the lithium ion batteries for their solar charging stations, um, they're going to be in individual boxes now instead of one big like cargo room. Sure. And so our role will be uh, we roll up, we look at a screen at the fence, we say, yep, hey, your thing's on fire. Mm-hmm. And then we let APS deal with it. Yeah. And so a lot of that too is kind of where we come in in prevention mm-hmm. and our responsibility is to kind of come in, make sure that, you know, that they're, they're building those in that safest way possible. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when I show up to do a site inspection, I'm making sure they have those individual control areas right. so that it doesn't become a runaway problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we've seen in a lot of different places. But as you said, and, and I don't think it's just the fire service that's behind right now. I think it's the overall building code itself is behind and unsure of what needs to be in place to protect folks in buildings from these lithium ion battery mm-hmm. potential runaways or fires that we see. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially with pulling them, you know, charging, we all charge mm-hmm. our kids' scooters inside our garages and hopefully not inside our houses because right. when those go, when those go bad, they go bad really fast. Yeah. Really fast. No, they, it, you mentioned one, I think I talked to Brad Davis about it recently on one of the podcasts, 26 seconds to flash over from the first sign of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was shocking to me. And right. you know, the, the. Smoke detector, I don't even think went off until 16 seconds. Right. So you essentially had 10 seconds to wake up from a dead sleep and get yourself out before your room flashed over. Which so what, is, what did we learn from that? Don't keep those things inside. Definitely not. And college campuses, don't yeah. put them in your dorm room. Mm-mm. But, it, you know, we still have iPads that we charge that have these batteries. And we have sure. even our smoke detectors have lithium ion batteries in them. Smaller ones, of course. Sure. Sure. Hopefully a lot of those things are UL listed and tested and maybe a little bit better of quality, right? Right. But you never know what you're getting sometimes. So let's go back for a moment to your time on the engine. Yeah. Because we talked a little bit and and you talked about the number of runs you would have in a shift. So what was your shift schedule? Uh, 24 on, 48 off. 24 on, 48 off. How many calls would you run in 24 hours? Uh, Depends where you are Mm -hmm. in the city. Um, But the stations that I tended to be at were probably in the 12 to 15 calls or, you know, a shift, a a really busy shift would be 20 plus, you know, and then you'd have a slow shift that are, you know, six to eight. So six to eight for here, just so you know, perspective, Uh um, people feel they're pretty busy. Sure. 12, 12 to 15. You know, that's a lot of calls. It's a lot of calls. A lot of those calls, we had excellent ambulance coverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were stations where the ambulance was parked across the street. So, so, so unlike here. Unlike here, we had, you know, a lot of those calls were just quick turnarounds. Okay. Um, you know, so I can, I can sympathize with mm-hmm. the people in more rural districts, like where I lived in Camas, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew a lot of those firefighters. I mean, they got a call. It was a, you know, two to three hour ordeal you know right. and that happens in the middle of the night that's oh yeah your day's done yeah and absolutely. so so you know i don't i i don't know if i can qualify or quantify the the differences and 
I, I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I look at some of it, you know, I came from not as busy as Portland, um, but our, you know, the station that I was at for a long time was really busy. The, one of the last ones I was mm-hmm. assigned to. Um, and you know, there were times I'd work a 72 hour shift and get six hours sleep and 72 hours. That's yeah. we had 24s, but it was overtime. Yeah. Uh, filling in. So, uh, our call volume is going up here in the last five, six years, 36 percent is what we've seen. Um, that's pretty significant. Very. You know, that's a lot to get used to along with everything else that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there a lot's asked of them, you know. Oh, yeah. Over the course of a shift. And, and you know, calls need to take priority, right? Emergency yeah. response, right? That's number one. Right. And so. Um, that's why we're trying to shift some of the other work like uh, hydrant testing. Yeah. I think we're on a path to shift all the hydrant testing in Prescott Valley. Uh, the town is looking to take that over. Um, so our folks will be out of it. The only mm-hmm. thing they're going to need to do is do some hydrant familiarization, right? Still just drive around, yeah. know where the hydrants are. Yep. Totally. Yeah. But they won't have to paint them because <laughs> that's good. Quite honestly, our firefighters shouldn't be painting fire hydrants. No, and they've got plenty to do. Yeah. We're trying to get them out of that business so they can focus more on the call volume and the people that we serve. Totally. And I think as you take those sorts of things away, you know, hopefully that, 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 exhaustion from calls right down right so uh regarding your family you said you have three boys three boys how are they doing here oh they're loving it yeah they're 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 fitting right into school Mm -hmm. they're hitting their stride um we had a unique way that we got here you know we kind of came in a big way that uh we uh we knew we were we knew we, we've wanted to leave the Northwest mm-hmm. for a long time. We've always wanted to live somewhere sunnier and more, you know, beautiful. And it was always, oh yeah, when I retire, mm-hmm. when the kids are gone and it got to a point where we're like, why are we, why are we waiting for then? Right. right? Why don't we go do what we want to do while our kids are young? And so we ended up, uh, I was fortunate to be able to take time off of work and we last April, we hit the road in our fifth wheel. We sold our house. Gave away most yeah. of our stuff, bought a fifth wheel and a big truck, and we traveled the country for uh, almost 10 months. So, oh, wow. So from April until we got here in February. Okay. Um, we so, were we were cruising. So you, your wife, and all three kids, and one truck and one motorhome. One truck and one trailer. And uh, yeah, we did 26 states, 19 wow. national parks, uh, almost 35,000 miles in that 10 months. And, you know, part of it was we weren't quite sure where we wanted to go. We got to the point where we're, we're ready to leave. Right. What if we could go wherever we wanted? Right. Cause we looked at like moving East and, mm-hmm. you know, staying with Portland and it's like, well, no, that's not really fixing what we want to fix. Right. And so we weren't quite sure where we wanted to go. So we're like, well, let's go, let's go find out. And we, we made a lot of awesome experiences and met great people and ultimately, uh, sent us here to Prescott. And That's awesome. So what made you land on Prescott? Um, you know, we are definitely dry weather people. We like mm-hmm. the the dryness, the kind of high desert, the but we couldn't we couldn't do the valley temperatures. Right. We couldn't do that real severe heat. And so mm-hmm. we found that the the climate was really good here and then just geographically speaking, I mean, so many things are a day's drive oh, yeah. away. I mean, I went on a field trip to the Grand Canyon with my son a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. How cool is that? And like, it's pretty amazing. You know, Utah is a day away. 
the Southern California coast mm-hmm. is a day away, which is, which is just perfect. You can go there and visit and then come back. Yeah. You know? Shoot right back to where you're comfortable. Yes. Nice climate, uh, mountains, nice yeah. people. Nice How's your people, wife enjoying people. She's doing great. It's, we're still, we're, we're at a really busy point right now mm-hmm. where we just bought a house and we're remodeling it. So the anticipation of getting out of the trailer, right. getting back to normalcy and, but she is an incredibly strong driven woman. And uh, honestly, That's without, awesome. without her, this would have never been able to happen. She, she definitely made it all happen. And, you know, she believes in us and our family and, right. you know, me, especially where I was a little nervous. I mean, leaving Portland was a really hard thing to do. I'd right. been there for, you know, I got hired when I was 20. I was there for almost 18 years and, um, everything I knew was there and the security and to make that leap. Right. It was, it was terrifying, but it, it has 100% been for the best. And we're, we feel like we're thriving mm-hmm. here and I feel like I'm thriving here with CAFMA. The organization has just been phenomenal to me. Um, not only in the short term, but long term. looking ahead, yeah. I really feel like, uh, I'm supported in my kind of what I see as my professional mm-hmm. goals and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, we're glad that you made the jump and in, in leaving Portland mm-hmm. uh, and that you landed on moving here because it was just the ideal timing. Uh, we needed some new people in. We were looking for some new ideas, new perspective, new vision. And you really brought that to the table. And with your background, we just see more opportunities to plug you in, uh, not just on the prevention side, but some of the things in training or building a training program surrounding some prevention stuff sure. for you know, our company officers and our engine companies. So just fantastic opportunity. It's whatever you want it to be. Oh yeah. And I, I, I love getting involved with the station. I've stopped by a few of them and try Mm -hmm. to like, if I see something on an inspection, I'll try and go to the station and kind of give them a heads up of what I'm seeing and answer any questions. And if they have any questions about using image trend, doing inspections, if they want me to come ride along with them, I love that sort of interaction. No, that's awesome. And I know that they'll want to do that um, and that they're looking for more of that interaction and, and training from the the fire prevention staff. So we're we're really excited to have you here. We're excited cool. that your family's here <laughs> and doing so well. Um, hope everything's going well with your house remodel. Yeah. You know, that takes time. Takes time. Seems like you got the paint off. <laughs> you don't have plaster on your face or anything. You're good. Yep. Yep. So. It's it's a challenge being on the forty hour schedule. Back when I was on shift work, you could get so much done right. on your days off, and now it's late nights and long weekends. But yeah, well, like we'll you said, there. sometimes your you know the the shift schedule doesn't work great with kids and soccer. But then when you want to get projects done, the shift schedule is awesome. It's pretty great for that twenty four hours. So yes. yes. Well, Kevin, thank you so much, Kathy. Is there anything that you'd like to add since your microphone doesn't work? It's Mother's Day this weekend. It is Mother's Day this weekend. A shout out to all the moms out there and and everyone. Thank you for being moms. Yeah. Kevin, anything you want to say to your wife for Mother's Day? Oh, thank you so much for taking care of those monsters. They are a handful beyond a handful. And yeah, we we couldn't achieve what we have without her doing all the all the true work behind the scenes. Well, that's fantastic. Kathy, thank you for bringing that up. And with that, we will close out this week. Kevin, thank you for coming on, being willing to be our victim this time. (laughs) Uh, We will get Carrie in here sometime soon. Okay. If she's willing to come in. But with that, thank you all for watching and happy Mother's Day. Mm -hmm.